comics, movies, music, video games, technology, Blu-ray, television. This is the HHW LOD Podcast Network. The world we know is gone. No internet, no GPS, no text messages, no podcasts. In a world ruled by the dead, we are finally forced to start living. Welcome, everyone, to The Walking Dead TV Podcast, episode 177. I, this week, am your host, Aaron Newworth, and I am joined by the Magnificent Two, Mr. Daryl Taylor. Hello. And Mr. Rich Chubtoe Sheldon. Hey. How are the two of you doing today? Good. Yeah, pretty good. Yes. Not good. Not, not too bad, considering that the three of us have always been the, the irresponsible ones of the show, and somehow we have to pull this together this week. Yeah, we've we've lost the the, the somewhat the quote unquote headliners of the podcast yeah. this week. So yeah. it's just it's just us, the guys that add the jokes and the laughs and the smiles and the things that keep you listeners coming back for more. Yeah, this. the responsible ones just said, "I'm out." Yeah. Jordan no longer from Jersey's gone. Uh, Russ, I don't watch this show's gone. Uh, Jim's on sabbatical. You don't watch this show either, gone. And, and Craig was so tired, he's like, I'm going to Jamaica. <laughs> so, Craig said, I'm on vacation. <laughs> so it's up to two black guys and Chub Toad. That's that yeah. we're going with this week. And we're talking uh, Date of Death, the uh, 13th episode of the second season of Fear, The Walking Dead. Um, Ding dong, Chris is dead. The big old douche, Twitchell douche. Ding did you watch this? Did you watch? He's we, we don't know where he is, but oh, we, yeah. we do know this episode's directed by Chris. We'll get there. He is dead. Well, we do know this episode's directed by Christoph Shrew and written uh-huh. by Brian Buckner. And um, it is the pen penultimate episode to the season finale uh, coming up in a couple. It says October 2nd for both. Does that mean we're getting a double dose of the Fear of the Walking Dead next week? Is that what is happening? Maybe, didn't it do a two? Uh, didn't it do a two episode one last time? Did it? Maybe. Did it? Did well, it... or maybe they're doing the fashion of The Walking Dead, which had a you know. It was a it was a, it was a ninety minute premiere last right. week, but it looks like it's unless. I mean, Wikipedia is obviously never. It's never. Fa- it's always. No. It's never fallible. So I mean, we'll see. I guess, but it, as of now, it says October second for both the next week's episodes. So. Uh, We'll, uh, we'll see where this goes, but let's put this is st- regardless. This is still the pen penalty episode because there's still yeah. two episodes left in the season, and yes, it is called Date of Death, and this episode deals with well, it comes it come you know it follows up what happened last week with the you know more of the hotel stuff as well as finally following up on what happened exactly with uh, Chris and Travis who were last seen in a barn standing looming over a dead body that you know Chris once again was like oh I did this so we'll <laughs> over there but um any uh, any news we need to get to or anything before we uh. No, I didn't even listen to the after show to hear the what they meant to, to show us. <laughs> so. You didn't listen to uh, Chris Hardwick talks tough about The Walking Dead? Yeah. Real time with Chris Hardwick? Is that what they call it? He <laughs> really gets with into his, these episodes. With he? his co-host Kim Dickinson? And, uh, and Coleman Domingo? Yeah, we sadly missed this week. You know, you know, I like that strand. It's like he's not on this week. That's uh, that's upsetting. <laughs> so I can, I can, yeah, it bothered me. I kept I can, looking for strand. And he's, oh, he's a strand line. So the yeah. strand Travis Madison love triangle next week. We'll see. I guess. Yeah. But with uh, with that said, any uh, any uh, initial thoughts uh, about this episode, date of death, before we just get right into it? That I'm trying not to hate Chris so much. Like it's it's so easy now. It's like I'm trying not to look through the eyes of. Of just hating him, hating him, and I watched the episode twice just to kind of maybe try to look at it with some type of uh, 
understanding of, of why he would go through what he's going through. See, when I watch The Walking Dead, I watch them twice because I write about it. So it's like I really want to make sure I get some of these details out because I want to be able to counteract any comments that come my way about the reviews I write. But Fear the Walking Dead... Like I can't, I can't do more than once on these episodes. <laughs> That's just we we just podcast about it. There's nothing responsible. Like even Daryl, I see when you say you watch it twice. I mean you watch it like once, then you watch something else, then you're like, all right, I'm going to sleep. I'll just put walk through the water on the background. <laughs> no, I actually it. looked at it twice today. I actually did while you were and, reading something. Or, okay. Uh, <laughs> one well, one of the times I watched it, I was on the train ride home from work, so. All right. Well, since we're already we're already we're already going slow on this episode, Chubto, just give give me give me one word to describe your initial thought on this episode. One word. Do it. Give it to me. Do it. Mm, one word. One now. word. Just one word. Just one word. One word. This is supposed to be fast. Do it. Come now. on, Hit, Hit me. Um. Yeah, but you're only giving me a choice of one word, and there's so many. You, you're talking too much already. One word, man. Um. <laughs> Douche be gone? Okay, done. Next, we're moving All on. Right. Into the All recap. Right. Okay, date All of right. death. <laughs> right. That took so much longer than it needed to. Okay. <sighs> so this week, okay. We Have picked... you seen a dictionary? There's a lot of words. <laughs> you gave me one. You know, I'm hearing a lot of Travis excuses going on over there. Okay, here we go. Let's jump in. Let's jump into the episode "Date of Death," where we're gonna re- we're gonna re- we'll recap the episode. Here. We'll talk exactly about why it's such a difficult thing to get to boil down to one word because you know there's a lot of words to share about this one. Um, as we left off last week, Madison had turned on the lights, hoping that only her son and nobody else would see them, uh, which makes complete sense and shouldn't be questioned yeah. anyway. Turns out that was not the best decision. As mm-hmm. we opened the episode with a camera shot that's pretty cool that goes through the feet of a lot of people on the ground and zooms up, and sure enough, they're all at the gate of the hotel with Madison and the crew standing on the other side. Uh, questioning whether like what to do uh, they're generally saying we can't let you in that's not happening what have you the people on the outside and we can <laughs> I can already make this <laughs> I mean it, it is it's, it's essentially a bunch of Mexicans on one side and like a couple white people and some others on the other side <laughs> oh yeah <laughs> just like hmm the symbolism here <laughs> well and that that's where I step forward group and go see this blonde dumbass right here yeah She's the one that turned the light on. So we'll take one of you, but we're giving you her. <laughs> and, and that would have been it. <laughs> but oh, yeah. come on. How do you not know that you are doing something that stupid? Tur- turning on a generator, actually going down to where it's at and doing all that shit. That You got a little bit of a long walk. You're telling me not for two seconds in her mind did any bit of logic creep in and go, this is stupid. Well, I, I think this is another episode of both. Well, the Travis and, and Madison of trying to show how blinded they are by their love of their children. Yes, and I actually kind of enjoyed the. Well, I don't know if "enjoyed" the right word, but was um, relieved in the fact that they finally got that off of their chests, and and we can get past it now. But it's the kind of thing where it's it's Walking Dead and overdrive on the symbolic meanings behind how they structure their episodes because uh, we know we've talked about this a lot in the Walking Dead proper and this show where the writers you know try as they might a lot of the symbolism is very on the nose and some, yeah, sometimes yeah. it's frustrating sometimes you can chalk it up to well it's an extreme circumstance so you can't fault the characters every single time but I mean there have been recent weeks where Madison's become a better character exactly the same with her daughter. And, right, you know, so it's when you when you suddenly undo the kind of work that's being done to make you know be- basically make the show better. It's yeah. incredibly frustrating. It, it almost well, doubles it, I especially mean, in the next episode. Like, yeah. you, right, but they, I mean, they've done pretty good to give us the contrast of the fact that she becomes batshit crazy anytime it comes to um, Nick. Yeah, but we got that last. No, no, I'm just saying multiple times. We've got that. Now they're just slapping it in our face and it's like, okay, come on. So and and yeah. and we all know that, you know, I understand how she becomes unreasonable there, but she becomes way far beyond reason of unreasonable when it comes to Nick and it just it it drives me nuts. It makes me want to drive over into oncoming traffic. I'm Which just why she apologized to about this. So with all this, um, amidst the chaos of people on one side of the fence and the hotel the hotel occupants on the other side, uh, Travis 
his head, you know, his ugly face rears up in this crowd, and Madison immediately signals him because he's like, oh, there's, <laughs> there's, there's, uh, there's, a, there's a Maui in the back there. That's probably my husband. <laughs> so, and, uh, that guy? So he, Who else was disappointed at that moment, though? I was. I, you knew it was coming. I, mean, I was happier that it was that and not like a whole episode of Travis walking to the hotel. No, well, <laughs> I'm, I'm, yeah, I get that, but I'm just saying is, I really kind of hope that the two of them together was done for like, like they've split them up and work and eventually I, think it's still, have, I don't think that's over. I, don't, I mean, I mean you, it's the, I mean the last week, the show did a lot to connect Nick and Madison as far as the key, you know, the, um, the drug dealer in between the right, two of them. So like right. clear, I mean, clearly, you know, it's this, this half season has essentially been empire and now we're getting back to return of the Jedi. I mean, we're bringing right. the group back together again. Like you got to oh, do I, that. It's a, it's an ensemble. No, series, right? I get that. I'm just saying that I kind of, you know, he talked about it at the beginning of the season about he just make it to season three, but I was kind of hoping that this season would be Travis and Chris's, you know, goodbye. If I didn't get a final shot last week of Travis, you know, seeing the hotel, I'd maybe not be surprised, but right. no, I saw that. So I was like, all right, yeah, they're going to be back together. They don't do it for, a, I mean, that was a no reason. There's no reason for them to show that if they're not going to have him. No, proud. I know, but it still was disappointing. They well, couldn't well, almost you, get there, and like a, a walker just walks up and bites him. You know, well, I don't. I mean, yes, it's surprise deaths are quote unquote always fun and whatnot, but I'm I'd rather the show doesn't drag things out. So if they're gonna like speed right. up the process, I'm much happier than rather than you know getting a show that we're already kind of lukewarm on. You know, d- dragging out the events that take place. <laughs> I mean, I don't know if I've been clear the past twelve episodes or so, but I just I really do not care for Travis Orton or Chris. I I don't think you were silent okay. in that. All right, I'm just well, I'm just making sure I was clear. Well, let's, yeah, you were. Well, so as as I said, Travis's ugly head rears up in the crowd. He gets his way through. Madison sees him, and she and the rest of the gang apparently are all super willing to open the gate slightly so they can get Travis in while still, you know, continuing to block all the Mexicans out. Right. Um, and, uh, but so that happens. And does this get us to our first flashback? It probably does. I mean, it, you know, the, the essential plotting here, they get back together. They still have to figure out what to do with the rest of the hotel people. So that's going on there. Um, we can talk more about Madison's actions as we get into the rest of the episode. Let's get to our, like our first, fr- our first flashback where Travis he still need this. It picks up right where the um, what two episodes ago left off, where Travis yeah. kneeling over the dead body of the un, the yet unnamed man who Chris just shot in an effort to get back at him for shooting the other guy in the leg because execution obviously follows you know. Well, he just stood over him, just yeah. smile, just having that dead look on his face. Yep. Uh, but so Travis, Chris, Brandon, and Derek they now have to deal with James' gunshot wound to the leg. Um, obviously, he's in a lot of pain. They, they're all questioning his uh, Travis's abilities, but he's you know he has some minor knowledge of what to do, and he says he has to go get some stuff to make some stitches. Uh, so yeah, fortunately they don't have to dig out the bolt; they just have to stitch it up and everything. Travis finds the things he needs by going to the into the dead man's house, uh, gets the gets needle, thread, whatnot. He stitches up the wound. Lots of great gory shots of that. Lots of pain being exhibited from James, uh, following the. The process where Travis, you know, goes through some successful minor surgery. Uh, he pulls Chris aside. He Travis explains once again he's not a fan of Chris getting closer with these newcomers. Um, he calls them savages. Chris says that if they're savages, then he's a savage too. He proudly proclaims because Chris is amazing. Um, he then seems to have skipped a few steps uh, between you know confusion and uh, the beginning of a zombie apocalypse and the whole this is the way the world is now speech. It just, it all, he's all, he's accepted apparently that he's just a vulture. Um, and, uh, he, uh, Travis is, you know, he's obviously, he's arguing against what Chris is saying. He's, Chris is for whatever reason, defending Brandon, James and Derek as, you know, the people they, that he want, he aspires to be calling them friends, even though they've only been together for two days. And so, yeah, Travis is obviously very upset by the fact that Chris is just completely drawn in on all this. Yeah. He still doesn't want to believe it. It's, uh, I would say I do kind of I like this I like this story more than the than the Madison stuff going on this week mainly because I think Cliff Curtis as Travis as much as I've had problems with the character I think he's doing really good this week I think he's I won't disagree with that I, I actually just, like that he stuck to his morals through yes. the whole thing well, and I, didn't bend anywhere and I didn't really expect him to but part of me was like something's you know 
I didn't know because how he said he didn't leave me any choice right before the flashback started. I'm thinking, oh, he kills Chris or yeah, something. Yeah, they put that. I thought that that was it too, but they yeah. put it out there so quickly that I thought, okay, they're not going to give us that. Well, it's kind. I mean, it is. I find it irritating that the episode basically starts after the fact. So you you, while it gives you an idea of forming what could have happened, it also takes away some of the suspense involving Travis. Right. I guess, but. Um, right. Regardless, I do think that Cliff Curtis, who I think is a great actor, I think he's been he's been in a lot he's been great in a lot of movies, a lot of TV shows, um, where I've 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 really admired his performance, and he was you know he was one of the things I was excited about when the season where the series started because this, I recognize him as a good actor. This is the only role I've not liked him in, and <laughs> I mean he is he is a good actor. That's been part of my disgust with the show is what had, what did they do. To make him so bad. And I think the problem is that Madison and Travis, they're both kind of like, it's like they've split Rick apart and made just a blander Rick in two different characters. Yeah. If that makes sense, because they're both ostensibly kind of the lead, even though Nick seemed to kind of... (laughs) Well, they tell us Nick is the lead. Yeah, they're, they're like it seems like it's Nick's story, perhaps, maybe, given that the you know the whole show starts on him. But obviously, we have like leader characters in the form of Madison, and tra- seemingly leader characters in the form of Madison and Travis. And with that, Travis just kind of he's just very bland throughout this series so far. So like, what I like about this episode is that at least it gives him something to do. Like it's, it gives him something to work with, which is you know I need to defend my son from becoming a certain way, and the fact that he's ultimately sorry, Jerry, you know, unsuccessful in this. That makes it compelling because, you know, he's going to fail this mission, which I guess speaks to the episode's credit that we know he's going to fail this mission. So we're basically oh, yeah. watching we're watching a car crash in slow motion throughout in all these flashbacks. Yeah, I agree with that. I mean, it, it's just nothing for him to do. They've given him nothing to to for him to kind of bounce off of. And even when uh, Travis says to him one time, um, they could look up to you like you could be a hero. And he's saying, I don't want to be their hero. And, and like, they could have went that route where something else happens and he, you know, takes the heroic uh, role and, and, and comes in and takes the leadership role of the of the group. And But they didn't go that way. They, they pretty much had him against the group. Like, from the whole episode, it was him against the group. So, uh, next up, the next, uh, the next night, Travis walks in on Chris, Brandon, and Derek discussing killing James. Wait, no, I, I jumped way ahead. I'm sorry. Oh, Let's, you did. Let me back that up. I jumped up a paragraph on my, my recap here. Uh, it's like, I feel like I missed something. Um, after, no, oh, so, okay. So after a week on the farm, uh, Brandon says it's time to head out. Uh, Travis says it's too early to be moving James, but the wounded, the wounded bro says he's fine, at least until they get him into the truck bed and they start on the road. The group can barely get anywhere because James is just in, in nothing but pain. And, you know, Travis, is, he's trying to be reasonable here. He's been nothing but reasonable about this whole thing. Oh, yeah. He's, he's, a, he's been trying to talk to James to, you know, let him know if anything's actually wrong or whatnot. Because right. all these, you know, they're all... He's been kind to him. He's, he's been, been kind. kind. They, they have this very, you know, these guys have this kind of, you know, obviously a tough guy exterior kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Which, we'll get to this in a second. But, like, the, the, you know, he's trying, he's, re- he's being reasonable. If James, like, tell me if it hurts because I can try to help you. Like, I'm, I can do anything I can. You just have to let me know. He even whispered it to him when he when yeah. was away from the group. Yeah. Um, but the uh, the wounded the wounded James, he, you know, he's he's fine. He says he's fine. They get in the truck. They don't. They get nowhere because he's just in pain. He's in constant yeah. pain because he bro got shot. <laughs> like, yeah, it hurts. Um, so James passes out. They stop the truck. Brandon's pissed off about this, and they say they have to stay on the farm. Um, so now I'll, I'll get to this now. Uh, then we can talk about it. The next night, Travis walks in on Chris, Brandon, and Derek, and they're discussing killing James. Travis is obviously appalled by this because why wouldn't you be? They've they've waited a week and they're going to kill their friend for whatever reason. Right. Um, it's becoming very it's becoming a very common emotion for Chris uh, that you know he just hates the fact that his, his father's like embarrassing him in front of the savages. And he's lying too because uh, when they said they were going to go to San Diego, and he said, "Well, we've been there. We know it's it's." It's, there's no San Diego anymore. <laughs> right, and he's like, I, I've never been to San Diego. It was just, it, like he doesn't even want to, you know, admit the right. truth yeah. just to be with them. He would rather go to a burnt out San Diego with the bros than, you know, to say something about, you know, it's just not feasible to go there. Yeah. So instead of uh, listening to reason, uh, Travis is forced to, to snatch the gun out of Chris's hands, and he locks himself in the barn with James to prevent, you know, him from being shot in the face. After a few days, Chris comes in with some food to talk to him, 
and he says he's worried about what Brandon and Derek will do. Um, he's pleading to his father's interests. He's he, he's you know he's he talks about how James is one of their oldest friends, so he does he just can't believe it. And Travis, you know, he's like, oh, good, my son's coming to reason to things, and he's you know he says he'll figure it out, and he gives Chris a hug. Chris takes this opportunity and holds him tight, and he yells for the other two to come in. They wrestle Travis to the ground and hold him at gunpoint, and while begging while James begs for his life. Uh, Brandon walks over, takes the gun, points it at his face, and shoots him. Uh, just point blank. Now, th- the part with this, I, wa- I watched this twice. Now, the Chris part, this is where they really show you um, again. Like, they really hit you over the head with, Chris is gone. Like, he even said things to his father. Like, there is no way that you could say that Chris was misguided, and then if something happens, he would come back. Like, he, he could be brought back. He totally told his father everything he wanted to hear. You know, like he said to him, um, I understand what you were trying to tell me, Dad. He's a sociopath. I under, Yeah, he is. He I is. understand that you, um, you know, that he he matters, that his life matters. That's why you're trying to help a guy that you don't even like. And I, and I get the lesson that you're trying to teach me. And he did all of that. It did the little facial expressions and everything, saying all that stuff to his father, knowing he doesn't believe. He doesn't care. It's not that he doesn't believe it. He just doesn't care. Like, it, it has no emotional weight with him. And then finally hugging his father and then grabbing him so that they could kill this guy, knowing that's the plan. This truly, emphasize, this truly emphasizes that he is a sociopath, as you said. Yeah. Like, it's not totally. a matter of he just doesn't seem to get it. It's no. that he understands what his father's point of view is. He right. just completely disagrees with what he's saying and chooses to go the opposite direction. Right. Which is right. horrible. That's a horrible That's the thing. difference. Like, that's the, the, and that's what I think is one of the reasons why I, I think for sure Chris is still alive. And I think his father is still going to have to kill him. And um, it's, the only, like, obviously, I'm not, you know, there's there's both being not a fan of Chris and there's as far as what the story's showing us because obviously you're not supposed to like this character right and, and there's very little being provided to you know make him seem redeeming in any way at this point um, and but the other thing and I think we've marked on this a number of times are we a fan of the acting going on here because it seems very it's a mix of like moody teen but like one note facial expressions that's really yes. become grating over the over the weeks it, of watching this no it i agree yeah it, no it, yes, it's to the right. point where i'm not like there's no emotional thing within me that him turning evil bothers me at all it's, it's almost at the point where i wish he would just finish his darth vader moment and then get killed off well because it's like i could probably stare at a block of wood and have yeah. the same reaction just because I'd hate to hear those things spoken by a block of wood just as much yes. as I'd hate to hear these things spoken by a person. So, it's not compelling. Like, so, they yeah, don't they, make it compelling at all. And I think if it was someone else and they were turned evil, usually, like, you want to watch somebody who's evil. Like, when, they, when they're when they acting, you know, usually when they're, when they're evil and they're good at it, like, we're probably going to see with, um, I, with, with Walking Dead with, uh, with the guy's name. With the bat, I can't think of his name now. Negan. 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 You you like he's evil as hell, but you still enjoy watching this guy. You know. Yeah, because you have you have Jeffrey Dean Moore, right. and you have, right. you have you have a great you know a, you know a, an actor who's a veteran compared to uh, com- compared to what's his name? He's got like three names too. I can't <laughs> I can't think yeah. of any. Of well, them. I was going <laughs> to ask you. That's what my question is. I was trying to remember. Do you know him from other work? Lorenzo got- James Henry. Uh, no. Do I know this? Do, do I know Chris from any other work? The guy, that actor, yeah. Um, I do not know him from any other work. I, okay. I, I know he's been casting. I know he's been casting Agents of Shield, which I saw, and he was only one. Two, he only had like two lines. There's a lot of TV stuff that I'm seeing. Looking at his uh, film. Who was he in Shield last week? He's uh, Ghost Rider's brother, crippled brother. Oh, I guess I missed that. That was him. Yeah, it's at the very end. It's, he he played a Vulcan bully in Star Trek. That's probably, oh, that's right. I do remember him. It's probably, a, yeah, because he, he has oh, Vulcans, have no, Vulcans have no emotion, so it makes that sense. That says a lot. <laughs> that's just a lot. I, no, I was just wondering, because I'm just wondering if he's any good or not, because... I don't even think he had lines in the Vulcan thing. I think in the Star Trek one, he just one of the ones just pushing. Or just standing there. I don't even think he had lines. I couldn't tell you. I, I really couldn't tell you. I don't want to get caught up in talking about, you know, how an actor is and, you know, other things or whatnot because we can... Oh, no, because I just was wondering how... No, no, just because, yeah, I obviously, I brought up the point. There's so, I mean, there's a lot of, you know, he's been put on a show that has some good talent there. And it's like somebody somewhere saw something in those other people that they had to see in him, too. And 
well, it's they a, missed. I, it's a mix of the material that he's working with isn't that great. Right. Yeah. With. Yeah. So it's hard, and it, you know, you can only be directed so many ways to act, you know, moody teenish. Um, and, and also play up a murder angle. So it's like, I don't know how much, I don't know, he doesn't, you know, it's not like he's old enough to have a giant bag of tricks to continually provide new emotions on this whole exactly, thing. Exactly, exactly. Uh, but the only thing that kind of makes me at least appreciate this aspect, the Travis Chris angle, is the fact that the bros are so bad. Like, they're such, yes. they're such jerks in this. Like, they don't, it does, like, to the point where it's not just that they're unlikable, but they don't make any sense. Like, why do they not only have to, like, leave their friend, but kill him? Like what? And what's the rush to get to? Like where, that's what? That's what I was about to say. What's, what's why gonna, do you what, have to leave? So what gets them? What happens in San Diego because that they get there a week earlier than a week later? Like what is? Yeah. The, like are they? Do they have finals? Like what are they doing? Like what's going? Like on? I could <laughs> see if if there's someone chasing them. Like if that if they throw that in there, like they they, you know, they did something to someone and they know they're coming after them. Maybe that, but the way that they're acting, it's like yeah, it feels like they're getting chased or something. Because what? Maybe, what is maybe, the urgency? Maybe they didn't get the word that due to the zombie apocalypse, Comic Con's been canceled. <laughs> is that is that what they do you think they would? Do? Probably it. Yeah, yeah. They it's 2010, right? So they're gonna try to get to that Cowboys and Aliens panel. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, even with the the thing with the chickens, right? You there was other chickens. You killed them all instead of getting eggs from one. Like you could have killed some and got eggs from the other. Like it wasn't no, even but you a... see that, and that's that heavy symbolism right there. You have Travis, the pacifist, who eats the you know he he doesn't eat the meat, right? He eats right he eats the yeah. eggs. He, yeah. he stay he keeps not vegetarian necessarily, but he eats the eggs. Then you have these savages. They're meat eaters. They're carnivores. They eat all the chickens. Yeah, <laughs> all the right chickens. There. Yeah, but I didn't really see it as him being that way about I'm not let's not eat the meat because let's not eat the meat. I I thought saw no, him. I, no, I'm not saying it from a logical point of no, but it is a symbol. The chickens will keep eating. Eat laying eggs. If we eat the chickens, there won't be any more eggs. It's the yeah, but there it's is the some symbolism the in there. Is some the subtext in it. Yeah. That's what it's going for. Yeah. In addition to yes, obviously basic logic of how to provide ourselves with more food over a right. span period of time. And apparently yeah. that whole that whole house has no food either. Apparently they, they ran out of right. everything. But like, so like, what is their logic though? I mean, I, I don't know. You watched it twice. Was there any kind of there was like, none. That's my thing. There was nothing like, to tell they, me why. Why are they in a hurry in a world where nothing matters anymore, as they're very happy to say out loud? Right. <laughs> and why And why not only that, why do they need to kill him? Why is it not just, we need him not to be with us anymore? We need to not... And, if, and by that logic... We're not they, leaving a bro behind, man. We don't leave him behind. Even the whole thing with the somebody who had gotten sick earlier, and then they... This was a gunshot. He it didn't matter, right? It didn't apply to this. Like it didn't. It didn't make any sense that this, how they they were so adamant about killing this. And guy. I mean, they have to put that logic to it. That's why I. I just I mean, I'm like, come on. I mean, I get that they're unreasonable meatheads or whatever, but, but at I the also, same time, basic whatever will tell you. I mean, he's not sick, right? Travis but I also said, didn't can get. Rest here, we can. I mean. There's something going on. For some reason, there's something happening in San Diego. Like somehow through the undead grapevine or something. Somehow, well, well, well that's what I'm saying. It didn't. It doesn't make any sense why Chris, who knows that the place is devastated, why he would go along with it. Because they let him in on something. On what? Like I don't know what could be whatever the thing to change it. Whatever is going on there, whatever they're in such a hurry to meet for, they've let Chris in on now. I'm telling you, there's something going on. There's some plan, like a bunch of the bros. There's like more bro clans or something, and it's the meeting of the bro clans. I don't know, but there's some reason. I mean, why would they not? I don't care how stupid teenager thoughts or you know whatever. How could they not think? Let's rest here for three, four weeks. No, we got to get there now. There's something. Why are they being driven so adamantly to get there now? Sadly, I don't think we're actually going to find out that answer. Because <laughs> like, we, we already know they don't, or if they even get to San Diego, it must have been a real short trip because they went south. By, by exactly. The <laughs> exactly. Um, let's get back to the thing here. Okay. Um, let's see. So that morning after they've you know executed James, I'm speaking all in the flashbacks because that just makes more sense before we go back to the other stuff. Um, that morning, Brandon, Derek, and Chris, they hop into the truck to leave. Travis was not invited, but he tries to talk his son out of it. He's gone just too far and all this. 
in Travis or earlier, by the way, when he was he had to bury he was forced he buried the um the you know the survivor that was living in that farm by he buried him next to presumably his other his you know his wife and I think a daughter and maybe yeah. is it just a wife and daughter was there three graves? There were three graves. There I just there were three, and there were three people in the picture too. Okay, yeah. so he stared at. So we assume it's like probably a wife and a daughter, right? Right. I believe right. based on the names. Uh, but so he he eventually, and there was a moment where I'm like, because he says like we didn't even know his name, and then he like buries him, and then you never see him like try to find the name, even though there's a whole house that probably has his name in it. So it's like, why don't you? You could probably find. Well, he house. did go back. No, in no, no that's what I'm saying. Oh, I thought oh. for a minute it's like you're really not even gonna like try to find what the name could have been, but <laughs> right. he did. Because I find, thought it was so easy. Just yeah, exactly. House. So he does. So he eventually does after you know he buries him, and then later on after he sticks a cross in the ground, he finds out the man's name. And he carves that into the cross, just like um, the man had carved uh, the names into of his, his presumably wife and daughter into the crosses. And so he now has a name. And then, he, of course, Travis was also involved with, in charge of burying James, because why? Of course he had to do Of course he was the one that had to do it. Um, so I, I mentioned this because he, try, he tells Chris the name of the man who, killed, who he killed, as well as telling him that Chris and that man share the same birthday. Um, for whatever coincidence that's worth, even though even though Travis tries to shoot that down by saying his father said can, can coincidences never matter, right. um, but Travis just keeps trying to argue with him, trying to tell him all this stuff, everything he can to convince his son to stay behind. That and he, he has sh- such a blank look, like Chris has such a blank look on his face. Yeah, the the, the, the two the two camera setup on this was not the most beneficial to Chris. No, no, not at all. It was just that look of like what, if like he, what are you saying? To again, me? if if you drew some furrowed eyebrows on a block of wood, that might have been more effective. Yeah. <laughs> but um, tra- uh, Travis does everything he can to talk Chris out of getting in the you know being in the truck and going away. Um, truck starts driving off. Travis is holding on to the truck. He's running with it. He's trying to tell uh, Chris to get out. Doesn't do it. Well, he said, "Come to him one more time." He said, "He said when he said," and it even that was annoying because this was like the second or third time in the episode where he goes, "Chris, can I talk to you for a minute?" And the bros look at him, and then Chris goes, "All right, I'll let you talk to me for a second. And he's still in the truck, and he's trying to again. He's trying to plead the case. I, I should. Oh, they're not with these guys. I should know one of the bros has like one of those mustaches where you're like, I just want to punch you in the face kind of mustaches. Yeah, he does. I just want to point that out. Um, anyway, <laughs> um, Travis is unsuccessful. Uh, Chris yeah. heads off. Um, and this, at this point, this is when uh, Travis buries James. Then he heads off on his own on foot. Um, he wanders aimlessly. He's looking around for anything. And then he finally sees the hotel lit up and starts heading that way. Yeah, another bad parent does something stupid. Yeah. <laughs> allows him to find the hotel. See, Travis is, you know, he did everything he could. Uh, I, you know, I don't think we know enough about Chris to know why, you know, what, what in his childhood would have led him up to being this way. Uh, but Well, he said it in the, in the well, I guess we didn't get up to that part, but he will say it. He will say, yeah, we'll get to something. But, I mean, you know. <laughs> okay, so we'll get there then. Travis's story... He, he tells it all. He tells a lot of it to Madison. We should note he doesn't quite say everything that we're seeing in the flashbacks no. to Madison, which leads me to possibly believe that, given since we don't know what happened to Chris by the end of this episode, sorry, Jerry, um, that there could still be more um, to, to, to to be told about you know what what actually happened. This might right. this might not be completely conclusive on the Travis and the Bros story. Um, yeah, especially we'll, the shower scene. Yeah, we'll uh, <laughs> we'll find out. But yeah, so Travis tells the entire, you know, throughout the episode, we hear lots of, we're getting all this in flashbacks. So Travis is in various locations with Madison telling him what happened or whatnot. Uh, and so he says he especially can't stop thinking about all the things he never told Chris. And uh, then she then she heads off to find Alicia. Um, so Madison apologizes for, apologizes, apologizes for the way that she has treated her for years and then drops a big bomb. Uh, Alicia's, Alicia and Nick's dad, he didn't die in a car accident, but rather it was a suicide, um, which... We don't know this, right? We've know we I was obviously Madison had been hinting at something involving the father, correct? Well, he, she spoke to Strand. To Strand about, about it. yeah, but yeah. we didn't. We don't exact. We knew like we knew obviously that the. Father, I think we called it a few. Well, yeah, I, yeah, I think we. Could, yeah, it wasn't but that it she was, was never, playing it on pretty thick, so we could glean. But she that. never told him straight out that that's what the deal. Right, was. she didn't tell us straight out either. We we could glean no. that obviously the father had some kind of issue, which mm-hmm. is what she's worried about with Nick. And that that likely led to some kind of incidents, but we didn't straight up know what actually happened. But we do now definitively know that their father died because of by, via suicide. Because he left a note said deuces. Yeah, Alicia protests, but Madison says there is even a note inside a glove box. So that she, you know, so it seems like if anything it was a suicide. Well, by, like, and forced she lied to her again right here because I think there's something that she. I mean, 
the, I think the note said more than what she tells her. It only that. mentioned it only mentioned Nick. She didn't even mention that. Or I, I could see it not even mentioning her, and that's yeah. That could be yeah. the part that she feels guilty about a little bit. As you're all saying, the the uh, the note read, "I love you all, but enough's enough," um, which does seem fairly vague. Yeah, <laughs> for, much. something like this. Um, uh, but yeah, so all you know that the bombs dropped or what have you, and um, that's pretty much it for that storyline. So like then we get to like the final scene of the episode, which is the hotel. Well, we do realize that we do learn that the hotel survivors they did let the rest of the people in because they're piling up, and that would that would likely just well, create chaos. I mean, we kind of gleaned over Travis's way over the top. Oh, I failed everybody. I failed him. I failed. Scene. I mean, or did we miss that? No, I just I kind of gleaned over. You can yeah. yeah I mean, going go more into depth on it. If you I mean, I get it. I and I get that. They want us to see him lamenting about this and feeling some guilt, and even though he did everything he could do and all that, but he way oversells this. And just, I mean, this was the point where I was just like, is this really the same actor? Because that I've known from other things he's in, because he just was like, it was almost like a Nick Cage kind of over the top. I, it's kind of hard. <laughs> I, this show is very frustrating for sure like the lines that they give him it's it's like he's trying to apologize for not seeing what Chris was becoming uh, then when they tried to warn him back then even on the boat but then at the same time he's still not getting it but he's still saying I should have just let him kill that guy you know let him let him kill him and I should have just went along with it and then I could you know I'm, I'm a bad father for not for leaving him, for not going with them, and and doing those things. And it's just like pick a side. It's it's like so back and forth. It's like I don't know where Travis is in his head. Is are you right? Do you realize I mean, at some point is? you got to. No matter how sad you are, you have to reasonably think about. I mean, even Bob Hitler knew at one point it was time to lit little Adolf go because it's just over with. This guy's gone. You're never going to be an artist, son. <laughs> like, even apologizing for him I'm when just saying got you... mad. Exactly. No, no, not what you're saying, but yeah. hold on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Even apologizing for uh, being angry when they said, when they when she told them, when, he, when, when both of them told him that it, Chris was standing over them, ready to hurt them. Yeah. Like, and, and he didn't, and, and the way he responded to that, but then still, at the same time, he goes back like I should have should have stayed with him. To do what, though? Like I mean, did, for one thing, you did stay with him. Like, you yeah. Did, you did you, go out I, on your own with right. him to do everything you could. You you left them to go with him. You you took him and went. Like, what else are you supposed to do? Like, I don't... I it, mean, I get being sad. I get having a remorseful feeling. I get questioning no, everything is, in I your mind as to what happened but i don't get the whole every woe is me it's all my fault no it almost feels made his choice he well, made was, his choice i got I, well, there was a part in it that makes me that almost makes me think there is another part of the story where he kills him because he says something to madison and madison says he says something like, I should have done more. Or, or, And Madison says, there was nothing you can do. And there was a look he had that was almost like, I did have another chance. There was another point. Like, it was I mean, almost like it was more. That's why it's hard for me to kind of have a complete read on how much Travis is giving oh. to these. Because, because there, it so does. What you're saying is, he just gave us the version he's given, or we just yeah. were given the version he's given her. So that's what I'm, yeah, I'm saying that Travis is, I think there's an, an unlikely narrator element going on in here. Un, unlikely. Un, uh, <laughs> a, um, what am I thinking of? A, um, unreliable narrator elements going right. on here. Um, right. I, I think there there's a chance that we might see more of this story in next week next week's episode. Yeah, because you're saying because what if maybe maybe everything we saw was the truth up until the um, Chris Travis tumble in the barn and he actually kills Chris in that moment. Well, I don't know if it's Every, like and, I, I don't think that what we're I don't think that. 
I don't think oh, that what yeah. we're I don't think that what we're seeing is not true, but I think there might be more that we haven't seen yet right. as far as in the in the timeline of, of this show. Right. Maybe. I think it's a possibility, especially given how things end up. So let, let me talk about that real quick. So the, at the end of this episode, the hotel survivors, they let everyone else in because they were piling up. And so that would just, you know, eventually they'd break in anyway. So it's like, might as well let some of them in. Um, and despite that, people, more and more people are showing up. And the most recent people that show up at the gate are Brandon and Derek, but no Chris. Right. And that's where we leave off the episode. Which, uh, I mean, given the both, you know, the way Travis tells his story to Madison and, you know, we're seeing Brandon and Derek at the gate and Chris not at the gate. Once again, we're left to wonder what is there a reason for this? Did uh, Brandon did Brandon and Derek do something to Chris or was did Travis and Brandon and Derek and Chris all happen to encounter each other once more before uh, we get to where we are? Yeah, And there's also a scene of him in the shower. Like, finally, he yeah, gets yeah. clean because she says, you know, go take a shower. Wash up. He, you look ridiculous. He's just... adamant about no. You know, that's the first thing he didn't want. He doesn't want to be clean. And I wonder if that was a little bit of symbolism, too. Like, I don't even deserve to be clean like yeah. I, for what I've done. Like, I almost felt like that was what uh, they were trying to to say to us. And then he's in the shower. Uh, all you, we see is back and he's just like crumpled over. And it's almost like if that was the end, of the, it, it feels like it's more to the story with that. Like, I, it, because it. I can see him being upset, but just the way that he just he's in that corner in the, in the shower, just upset. And she tries to kiss him and say that it's going to be get, it's going to be all right. We're going to get through this. And he's almost disgusted, not with her, but just why her saying this. We're going to get through this. You know, you know though, it's OK. What that 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 makes a lot of sense. And now my whole disgust with I felt he was overselling that whole thing that may actually be the brilliant piece to it is, is he was overselling it because he's covering up still. Yeah. And I it, mean, I think there's, yeah. I think there's yeah. variables as to why he's at, but, because it's not, cause like as much as I, you know, we're chiding the show for it's, mishandling of characters and some writing missteps in the story and character logic. I wouldn't think, I mean, I don't think the show is incapable of understanding just basic ideas of how actors should perform certain parts. Like a director right, telling right, Cliff right. Curtis what to do. You know, it's not like they look at the dailies and see him like, wow, that's way over the top. Whatever. Let's keep going. Like there's probably there has to be a reason and a logic behind why he's supposed to be giving a performance the way he's giving it. Right. Right. Uh, well, that's what we got. Yeah. <laughs> But I get, I mean, you know, we're already done recapping the episode. Not much happened. Like, I mean, no, and right, I can't right. even give a rating because I need the other episode because it just feels yeah. like this is yeah, not a right. complete episode. Okay, well, with, with that said, let's let's get to our let's get to our uh, Toby ratings. But maybe we should wait in Toby ratings and get to our uh, thoughts on uh, maybe some some sponsor stuff. I think we should. Chubb. Oh me. Um, yeah, uh, who's our sponsor? Oh, yeah. You yeah, like cheap comics? DCBSService.com. Check them out. Back to you. But if you were prepared, you would tell them to go to DCB Service. So just DCB.com. DCB Service. I can try Discount it. comic book service. All DC and Marvel hardcovers and trade paperbacks are 50% off currently. Yeah, we obviously we like to promote DCB Service because it has a lot of great deals on comics. They're very happy to help us out, and we're happy to lend that help back by talking about all the amazing deals they have and all the ways you can, you know, utilize that site to whatever you want to involving your comic book needs. If it's, you know, stuff you want to read, cool figures, uh, hardcovers, paperbacks, various forms of those things. Like, I don't know if you want trades of Walking Dead or you want the hardcovers of Walking Dead. Who knows? Whatever you want. They all have it. And they're very, they're a lot of great prices you can get them for. So there you go. DCB That's service. what you would say if you were prepared. If I was, yeah, if you were prepared. Exactly. Okay. Um, all right. Now, with that, with that riveting part out of the way, let's um, let's get to let's get to our Toby ratings, um, where we uh, we uh, go over what our, our ratings were for for the episode. Let's start. Let's start with Daryl. Daryl, what would, what be your how many out of five Tobys? What do you got this week? Uh, until I, for now, with just this episode, I would have to give it two out of five Toby ratings. With just this episode, next week if we get something else like a more to this story i'll have to up it probably to about a three it's here for chub toad yeah i was thinking about a two and a half three ish um and that could change with maybe knowing a little bit more 
Um, it's a little hard too because I just finished right before we uh, started recording, so I'm I'm still kind of digesting the episode. But um, it's still it's still percolating in the old noggin. Yeah, yeah, or yeah, yeah, yeah. That's it. <laughs> I um I'll, I'll be I'll be at like a two point five Toby's this week because I'm on I I do like what Cliff Curtis is given to do. Like given that I really like this actor, I'm happy to see him given a chance to like you know do something that can he can chew on. And so all that stuff at the farm, I did I did respond to, even though what was being brought back to him, you know, sucked essentially. <laughs> I was you know it's like at least one guy's giving it his all this episode. Uh, but between like you know the Madison stuff, you know, we, we really didn't get into how problematic it seems of Madison's character to you know turn on the hotel thing and then deal with the idea of their being on one side and them just forcing others you know to stay on the other side of the fence. That's all kinds of weird to kind of watch in an episode of Fear of the Walking Dead um, in a story that just really hasn't resonated too well with me as far as this this half the season they're on the border all that stuff. Uh, but hopefully, like you're saying, Daryl, you know next week. Um, and you know, the, by the end of the season, we might get some clarification on various points, and maybe see some kind of final outcome of what this was all supposed to mean. So we, ho- hope yeah, so. we can only hope so. So until that point, with this episode, two and a half busters or Toby's, that's what I'm going with. Uh, but yeah, I mean, it's it's great to talk about what we thought of the episode. We surely have been doing that for the last 45 minutes. But what about everybody else? What does everyone else have to say about Fear the Walking Dead? Well, it's a good thing I asked, Aaron. <laughs> I'll stick with that bit for now. It's a good thing I asked because (laughs) we have a great Facebook page called the Walking Dead TV Podcast Facebook page. It is facebook.com slash WTTV podcast. And we have uh, hundreds of members who are all very active in the group. They like to post, you know, lots of memes, lots of comments, posts about the episodes, and they also like to give ratings on the episodes. And so we have Toby ratings from various listeners that have stuck with Fear the Walking Dead to this point. uh, But have you noticed the attrition? I, I certainly have. Because, <laughs> like, like mid-season comes back, I don't know, we had, like, 12, 15 comments, something like that. More than and that. Every, every, <laughs> every week, it's just like, you know, there's 10, there's 9. We're down to 6 comments this week. And that last one just came in. The 6th one just came Under in. Under the wire, yeah. Yeah. So with that, out of, with all that aside, let's let's get to what they did have to say, because we value their opinions. So let's start with Chub Toad, then Daryl, you can read one, then I'll read one. All right. All right. Well, Richard Cherry Chopper Charrington, uh, he gives this week's episode Ford Phil. Ah, I can't talk. Uh, he gives this week's episode four filled graves out of five. I would have given it another mark if Chris had been in one of those graves by the end of the episode. I agree. It would have been six Tobies out of five. if it. Had, <laughs> but uh, um, another good episode. And again, it's improving. Uh, the lack of walkers this week didn't bother me as the story flowed well enough with the flashbacks. Something tells me the whole group will be back together by the end of this season. Hopefully minus Chris, though. Ooh. All right. This is from uh, Michael Santana. Uh, four by Felicia's out of five. I was immediately reminded of Powers Booth character from Tombstone sitting on the sitting on the porch as Chris and the douchebag brigade rode off into the sunset. I like that douchebag brigade. Yeah. Uh, I sincerely wish that I hadn't despised him so much that the way, the way that the scene could have touched me as it was intended to do. Uh, also, anyone else roll their eyes at the ease of Travis slipping through the gate so smoothly? Yeah, I did. Yeah, what, you mean when I'm there like... were hundreds of people on the other yeah. side, but one yeah. guy was able to hold it together while he slipped a guy through the gate? <laughs> As she says, that's my husband. Like, they're going to let that roll out. People have babies <laughs> and kids. You think they're going to let him go? Yeah, oh, 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 that's, oh, excuse me. Excuse yeah, me. Well, just, yeah, oh, hold on. Oh, wait, hold on. Let him through. Let him through. Yeah, it's it's yeah. her husband. Yeah. Anyway, uh, uh, <laughs> yeah, that's my wife. Right, right. Excuse me. Uh, uh, laugh out loud. Ugh. Uh, yes, it's getting better, but Negan and Lucille are calling. And then he has a picture of Powers Booth, which yeah. just makes me think of Powers Booth laughing, which is like, ha which is, I always like Powers Booth. That's awesome, Powers Booth. Uh, Rob writes, 3.25, Chris remains disappointingly alive out of five. That's a fun rhyme. Can't help thinking that the bros will come back to be a... St- Come to a sticky end now that they've rocked up at the hotel. Uh, didn't see Chris with them, though. Not much more to say about that th- on this one. Um, the real deal is only a couple weeks away. <laughs> yep. Adam Fatah says, I will give the show four or five out of five Tobies. 
I am glad that the show didn't try to redeem Chris. Chris and Travis were both able to stay true to themselves, which it ultimately worked for me. Uh, my only criticism is that show revealed Travis making it to the hotel gates in the beginning of the episode. I felt that decision undercut or took away intimate threats the fa- that frat brothers crew presented to Travis. So clearly, so you know, there's a lot of positive ratings here, and that's mm-hmm. that's great. If you like the episode, good. Like, that, <laughs> far be it from us to be like, you shouldn't like this episode. Like, whatever you want to like. But, like, I guess I feel like we can all appreciate the concept of this, if that's fair, right? Like, we can understand, like, my son's a sociopath, and that's terrible. And I oh, yeah. That. Like, yeah. The, the concept of that, that's intriguing. I do right. like it. It's just for us, I guess, the way it's being delivered and a lot of the acting is just rubbing us the wrong way consistently on this episode in this show. Well, it's like when you have a hundred piece puzzle and it's of a really nice picture and you got all of those pieces and all of those pieces really have good intentions and there's really good reason for all of them. But then you take the hundred pieces and you just mash them together with two hammers. That's kind of what they've done here, because it's like, yes, I get the idea here and I appreciate that idea, but they executed poorly. So what's the next one say? Uh, Tammy Heisley, uh, I missed a few scenes, but I enjoyed what I got to see. Giving this week a four. And lastly, Kenneth writes, I give the show a one I wish Travis would have jumped off the balcony out of five. (laughs) The show lacks... I thought that! (laughs) The show lacks suspense, drama, or zombie-killing action of the show we all love, not to mention the writing is terrible and lacks any basic logic. So you mean to tell me that they were able to get a completely secure resort that sits on a beachfront property? So, uh, yeah, Kenneth is not not big on what he's been seeing (laughs) completely. I do have to agree, though, because... when Travis was like overselling that whole thing after his story to Madison and he walks out to the, and he's looking over the balcony and she starts to walk that way. I'm just like, Oh, let her go. You know what? You're too much of a pussy and just push him over and be like, yeah, he jumped. He was upset about Chris. So I guess with that out of the way, that's, pretty much it for this episode um yeah i i i feel like it's not even a spoiler to say next week's episode's titled wrath and the week after the one's titled north so i'm just throwing that out there there's no plot synopsis but i imagine it says our survivors have to deal with a new threat as they make complicated decisions i feel like that probably gets pretty much what we what we're coming to expect is uh, it con yeah um so before we completely end the show here why don't we go over uh, where we can find all of each other's uh, various other works on the online and the, the internets and the webs and what have you chub toad why, why don't you start this one off well i'm uh, at chub toad 01 on the tweets the instagrams the facebooks and all the other stuff and uh i'm on this show i'm also on the dc tv podcast um uh, Craig, uh, Daryl and I have been on the Star Trek 50th anniversary thing that we've been having going on. And I think, uh, did you guys record Voyager yet, Daryl? Yes, we did. This did week. you? Okay. Yeah. So that'll be coming out. And then I guess what's up next? Enterprise? Uh, yes. Or the next. the next. Yeah. 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 That should be the next one. If this that is a video one. podcast, you can see me yawning into the screen, but it's not. <laughs> You asked where they could find us. <laughs> well, Aaron, Beyonce of critics, where can they find? Uh, you can find me talking about movies weekly over at Out Now with Aaron and Abe, where I talk about the newest movie releases with my co-host Abe and various other guests who are all uh, big movie buffs and other critics and what have you. Uh, this week we are talking. What did we talk this week? We talked uh, Mag- the Magnificent Seven, of course, uh, with Denzel Washington as Denzel on a horse, and um, we, yeah, we do the show there. You can also find me on Twitter, at Aaron's PS4. You can find me writing for whysoblue.com, where I review movies there weekly. And you can find me writing daily over at screenrants.com as well. How about you, Daryl? Where can people find more of your work? Uh, you can go to, just uh, hit me up on Twitter, uh, the voice 123 and uh, you can pretty much see everything I'm working on. I pretty much share it on a regular basis, so... Just go there. Great. Well, um, I imagine we'll have a fuller crew next week. Uh, I, I would hope Dead. so. And because um, I know this episode has been a little short, but obviously the, the episode, not much happened. <laughs> to really, yeah. I mean, we, talk, we talked a lot about things that happened, but not a lot happened as far as stretching out the plotting of the show. So 
Uh, really? Hopefully we'll be back with a lot more to talk about next week. Hopefully Craig will be back. I believe he's back next week, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, uh, but regardless, maybe? regardless, uh, that's going to do it for this week's episode of uh, the Walking Dead TV podcast. Uh, so, of course, until there's no one, you know, one more thing, until there's no more room left in hell and the dead walk the earth, remember, the date of death is when Chris shoots you in the face. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Good night, everybody. <laughs> Get their flows distilled.